so the one good thing about this sudden feast being held in Ren's honor is that it provides an excellent distraction. <laughs> Every single elf in the world wants to talk to him and like make a toast to him and like get everything started. So if you wanted to say, ask around if anyone's heard of maybe Clan Viella, what happened to them, if anyone knows about Arleth Len, that might not be a bad opportunity. Also, I'm just saying, Sabray, you promised Ren that you would find a keeper willing to perform a marriage ceremony, and you have yet to do that. Oh my so. god, you're right. I have so much to do with this stupid thing. Watching them, like, do all this, and then, like, I think I think I just, like, get this slowly horrified look on my face, like, oh shit. <laughs> I've been <laughs> so forgot. busy, I forgot. I, like, look at everybody, I'm like, okay, you guys do check on this veil thing, I have to go, and I just, like, take off. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? I have work to do! Do you want to go alone, or do you want to take somebody? Um, oh, that's a good question. I need somebody who knows keepers. Does Lannan know? Lannan was training to be a keeper. Okay, great. I grab Lannan. <laughs> I I go, I, like, I run off and I find Lannan and I like frantically take his shoulders and I'm like, I have a problem. Lannan was at the table with you. So what happens is oh, you shit. run off and you're like, shit. And then you run back and you grab Lannan and you drag him away from <laughs> yes, the table. Yes, right. I love that. I love that image. <laughs> Elliot's just like in the back of his head. Are they going to have sex? <laughs> And it kind of stumbles away. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I need your help. I need, I, I did so. Oh, God. I forgot all about it. And he's going to kill me. Red's going to kill me. Oh, my God. I mean, the Arleth then is like a two week or a three week long event. So you've got some time. But <laughs> then again, Sabre's a dumbass. So yeah. I need to find a keeper because Ren's getting married and he told me I had to find him a keeper. And I don't, I don't know any keepers. <laughs> he's what? <laughs> he's getting married to Zeverin. Does Zeverin know? <laughs> Um, probably not. I mean, is he gonna say no? It's Ren. Look at him. He's got 13 <laughs> kids on him. <laughs> Who could say no to that? Lennon uh, looks over at Ren. He's like, I mean, that's a big deal. He says, okay, I mean, well, the best place to find a keeper would be at the Haranol. Uh, that's where all the keepers are. And Harans can also theoretically perform a wedding. Uh, and I'm just like, Sabre... The list of people that you know who could perform a Dalish wedding ceremony uh, that you could talk to that aren't dead. <laughs> the only two that, you, that immediately spring to mind is Lannan could do it. Lannan could perform the wedding ceremony. Uh, oh, and shit. also Keeper Verana could do it too. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> or uh, any one of a thousand keepers that you don't know who are here. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just like looking at Landon in a panic. Like, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know. I know you, and I know Keeper Veron. That's all. The, that's it. That's the list of keepers. Um, and I not, I don't like talking to strangers. I don't want to ask a stranger. That sounds like a bad idea. He says you're not really going to ask me to do it, right? Like, that's kind of a bad look. Like, I don't have my Valisleen anymore, and he's basically a hero Are you to the Dalish. Saying you wouldn't do it. <laughs> if you insist, I guess I will. But I'm just saying optics. Okay, it sounds like you don't want to do it. Okay, okay. No, I'll, I'll, I will do it if you insist, but, like, I'm just saying consider the optics of an elf with no Valisleen marrying the hero of Ereldon. I mean, saying. I don't think Ren cares, and that's all that really matters. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's fair, but still. <laughs> his wedding is not going to go unremarked upon. I mean, it will if you has a say in it. Although, if you wanted to, you could also help me plan that side of things. I don't know how to do that. I was thinking daisies. <laughs> It feels awkward to ask Keeper Verana to do it, so... Like I said, like, I'll do it if you really insist, but I just, I want you to, like, I, like I said, consider the optics. People people are going to want to attend the Hero I for Elden's Wedding, and I don't have a Valisleen. Just saying. I, I think you put more on that than it needs to be. I really don't think I do. 
I just sort of like throw my hands up in the air. I'm like, fine, fine. It's a bad optics look. I don't even know what that means, but then you have to help me find somebody else. He says, all right. I, I mean, like I said, the best place to ask would be at the heart and all. That's where all the keepers are going to be gathering formally. But if you want to ask someone privately, like you said, the only other keeper you know is my mother. Do you know any keepers? Anybody's like good friends that you could recommend? Uh, well, I mean, I met a couple first the last time I was at the Arleth then. They might, some of them might be keepers or some of them would, I'm sure anyone, absolutely anyone would be willing to do it. Yeah, that's fair. It's Ren. Do I have a sense of, like, I mean, Ren told me he wanted it to be small. Um, and you decided you did not want to abide by that, yes, as I recall. I did. But I, I you know, I, also, he's being a dickhead. <laughs> like All he did was have fun with some cute kids. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like, be the most unsubtle person. Just give me a heart attack the entire day. I already have enough of a heart attack with everybody else who needs watched over. Lena says, okay, well, how about this? The best place to find any of the firsts is always the healing tent. So how about we start there? I like. I think I blush a little, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and that's a uh, sure. Yeah, I think I know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to the feast where it's really getting in full swing now. And Elian, uh, you were told, like, yeah, well, you should probably look into Clan Viella. Uh, you're the sneaky one in the party. Uh, you should probably get into that. But on the other hand, um, a minstrel band of Dalish elves just set up. And uh, that instrument looks interesting. <laughs> like you should. Like you should start investigating Clan Viola. But is that a lute? She's not holding it like a lute. Well, also, you know, musicians talk. Maybe one of is them what you're knows. Telling yourself. <laughs> right, exactly. I just imagine that you're like talking, muttering under your breath and like staring at the instruments and I'm just like, okay, so talk to them about the instruments if you want. <laughs> you're no good. You're just an enabler. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to sit here awkwardly talking to yourself, might as well go. Ask her what it is and how to play it. I know you like instruments, Elian. Oh my god, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so he finds a way to get over toward where they're at. Uh, so Dalish music, you do not know this, but I just as a general uh, introduction, Dalish music has two settings. Uh, one, extremely sad, because the <laughs> yeah. Dalish is, this history of the Dalish is very, very tragic. And the other setting they have is, everything sucks, but we're going to party anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is the bangers that they always play at the <laughs> Uh, they are currently in setting two because, like, this is a feast. Right. They just found that the hero of Ferelden is alive and they need to celebrate it appropriately. So they're in setting two uh, and they're having a banging good time. And they are just finishing up that first song as you approach. Oh, this is excellent because uh, if y'all have forgotten, Elian is a fantasy hick. <laughs> he knows how to play fast, fast picked music. Uh, so this is this is he's really excited to meet and figure this out. I'm just like watching in interest, like, oh, this is gonna be good, like fantasy popcorn, like, all right, <laughs> grabs part of a druffalo and starts eating, like, ah, uh-huh, let's go. You all had a job to do, but on the other hand, the oh. battle of the bands is gonna be- is about to. Happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when I leave Hamlet in charge of important <laughs> missions. <laughs> so I think he just kind of sidles over toward uh, where they're at um, before they pick up the next song. That was. Uh, very good picking. 
Uh, the one who is playing that lute-like instrument that does not, you're, she's not, she's not holding it like a lute. It's got too few strings to be a lute, uh, but it sort, it sounds lute adjacent. Uh, <laughs> looks over to you and like, she's in a really good mood, right? Because it's a fucking party. It's the Arlen then. Hell yeah. But then she turns to you and she sees you're a Shellen and she like oh. raises an eyebrow at you and she says, it requires a certain amount of dexterity that I don't think a Shemlin can pull off. It's <laughs> <laughs> going down. <laughs> no, I feel like his back kind of stiffens at that. I I don't have my instrument with me at the moment, but I am. Leander a from behind you says, "I brought your mountain dulcimer." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No I excuses, bitch! This is happening. I didn't bring. Yes, you did. <laughs> you are going to be rolling performance before this session is over. Yeah, he shoots Leander just like the best look and um, takes the instrument. I was interested in learning how I might play. She says, this Shem wants me to teach him how to play the mountain lute. And the heiress of the band goes, oh, a Shemlin wants to learn the mountain lute. Oh, I see. <laughs> like, it's, it's all this very big hullabaloo. <laughs> I might have the trappings of Valreo, but I was trained in the mountains um, for Elden. So anything that you can throw at me, I can take it. She says, is that a challenge, Shem? <laughs> the Shem thinks he can outplay me. Why not? Oh, and then immediately people are starting a betting pool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like Talgan appeared out of somewhere. He's yes. got a hickey on his neck now. Yeah. He's like, two sovereigns on the Arlesian. And then it's, <laughs> like, it goes from there. I also like add my money to the pool. Like, yep, I, my, my money's on the Arlesian too. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I think Leander, to give you an extra kick of motivation, puts a sovereign on the L. Oh, oh. yes. There we go. <laughs> I just give him a look. <laughs> Consider it an act of motivation. <laughs> so as the betting pool is getting started in earnest, like there's two hats on the ground now. <laughs> and she says, all right, how do you want to do this, Shem? And she's like strums her mountain lute. Says, are we doing this improvisation style or are we using uh, predetermined pieces? Hit me with your best improvisation. He says, and shall we measure it by the crowd? Oh, there's already like a crowd forming now. <laughs> Like, you're, you started this in the middle of the big feasting tent where the hero for all was being honored. Everyone's here and now everyone's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never shied away from a crowd in my life. She says, then I suppose we'll have to trust this wonderful crowd to be the honest judges. And she like, she winks out at the crowds and a couple <laughs> girls like faint at the sight of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his bisexual heart, if it was not already promised to another. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and she returns her gaze to you and she says, I believe the rule is... The guest gets to go first. Please dazzle us. And she like bows and steps back. Oh, excellent. So you are going to be rolling performance, but I want you to describe what kind of music Elian plays. Okay. Um, so obviously he's not going to just launch into his best song. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, no. you, you got to warm up. got to warm, warm it up. up. Yeah. It's not slow by any means, but it is not a reel either a jaunty tune yeah it's 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 got a little a little pep to it it's definitely a dancing song but it's not a full-on like everybody is whirling on the dance floor until they are dizzy we can't start raving with the first song you gotta wait <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right go ahead and roll a performance check 15 is a pretty good roll 
15 is a pretty, pretty good roll. Uh, so you get the party started. Like, like you're mostly surrounded by elves, right? Uh, and they are predisposed to be like, what the fuck does a Shem know about music, right? Like, we, we Dalish have got music figured out, right? Uh, but that said, you know how to play. You know how to please a crowd. Uh, and it takes them a little while to get into it. But yeah, some of them are, you know, tapping their toes by the end of it. Uh, and the audience bursts into applause at the end. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, yeah, go Alien! <laughs> and she says, hmm, you know, that was, uh, it was pretty good for a Shem. Thank you. I've certainly heard your kind come up with worse music, she says, and she strums her lute again. Oh, I have too. Why don't I, uh see if I can do a little number on this. So how this is going to work, she's getting the same modifier that you're getting. Oh. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so she steps forward and like, the, the, the song that she had been playing before was like, it wasn't like it wasn't super fast, but the song she cranks out when she has to challenge a fucking shem, she goes prestissimo. She goes super fast. Her fingers are like flying over the neck of this instrument in sex joke. I, I can't think of one, Woo-hoo! but I want credit for trying to dexterous fi- think lesbian. Yeah, there we go. Joke. Exactly. The Got fingers. It. Yes. Nailed it. Cass is like a little distracted by the finger. Like, okay. All right. I know <laughs> Elian is my friend and family. However, that's pretty hot. and it's not just like it's not just fast like it's also technically impressive right like you as a bard can tell this very very well because like you know how difficult it is to play uh you know arpeggios and stuff on a lute and this improvisation which she just casually spins off the dome has a lot of that she is very clearly technically talented and the minute she's done they've got this you know like the crowd is absolutely going fucking wild he's bard he's used to performing He's not letting any of that show. Because that that is impressive. <laughs> it is pretty impressive. And she like after as soon as she's done, she like spins the loot by the neck and then Ooh. gives this flourishing bow. Oh man. <laughs> and she turns to you and is like, What do you think, Shem? You got anything to top that? That was decent. But I think maybe I've got something up my sleeve. Decent, he says. The Shem <laughs> thinks I'm decent. How good of you. <laughs> How polite of you to acknowledge your betters. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was transcendent. I said it was decent. <laughs> oh, then goodness. Why don't you go ahead and transcend for us, Shem? <laughs> okay, and if you can beat 17 by three or more, you are going to transfer. But if you can't beat it, or if you only beat it by less than two, uh, she's going to have uh, one more go against you. Yeah, so I think this time he, he pulls out all the stops. Um you know, it is the fastest thing you've ever heard him play. Um, he hasn't done too much playing for everybody yet, but this is clearly one that he is familiar with. It is, it's something that he has known since he was a child. You know, grew up wanting to be the person playing the song and grew into it. Roll that shit. Yeah. Roll that shit. I'm like grabbing whoever's next to me like, I'm a little gay right now, but I still hope that Elliot wins. No! <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> oh shit you know what i also can um probably use the pick to add something as well you probably fucking could yeah maybe <laughs> that's a plus three on dragon die so i think i think after he finishes this just whirlwind of picking he kind of smirks over at her so how's my fingering <laughs> <laughs> 
So 15 plus 3 is 18. So that's actually, if you use the thumb pick, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you actually beat her 17. Yeah, I mean, canonically, he's going to be using the thumb pick anyway. Uh, so you're using the thumb pick to get a plus 3 bonus to the 15, which is 18. And then you spew out that iconic line. And, you know, like, she's, like, leaning back a little bit against one of the posts, just kind of watching you. And, like, the crowd is totally into it. Like, yeah. they burst into applause. And she, like, she doesn't, like, admit defeat, but she does let you have it. You know what I mean? Like, that was an impressive performance. She doesn't want to fight again. Like, you have proven your mettle. Like, fine, I guess this particular Shem can play music, I guess. (laughs) And yes, the money is redistributed. (laughs) There are a lot of Dalish who are out of some money right now. Oh, no. (laughs) And as everything settles down, uh, she kind of slinks over to you and she says, So, was that a sincere interest? Do you really want to learn how to play the mountain lute? Could I play with that kind of passion and not be interested in as many instruments as possible? Like, of course I want to. I'm sorry, I was asking that sincerely. Was that, just to be super clear, are we talking in metaphor or... (laughs) Leander, by the way, is sort of watching this exchange. His face is blank. He's just kind of (laughs) like... His face is always blank. He's not capable of jealousy. I feel like Elliot's eyes slide over to him. She says, to be clear, if it was innuendo, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying no. And now we have completed one of the requirements of a Dragon Age game. You have to have the option of a threesome. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, uh, so who is going to fucking talk about Clan Viella? Is anyone going to talk about Clan Viella at, at all? So, I mean, that fucking leaves me. Like, I'm the only one here. <laughs> Least equipped to do this. What's your communication score, Cassandra? Like, one? It's zero, but it's fine. It's zero. <laughs> So let me let me just set the scene for you. Like, so first of all, that battle of the bands thing, Cassandra, that was cool as hell. That yeah, that was awesome. I was like, wow, this is fun. You enjoyed that a lot, and now you think Elian is off to have sex with her and also with Leander, <laughs> which I mean, like, based on the way they left together, like, yeah, Ren is now like the the guest of honor at this huge feast, and it's gonna be a while before this party settles down. But Sabrina is gone. Elian is gone. <laughs> uh, Talion seems busy. Yeah, uh, sure does. Leander's gone. Uh, the only people left who might be able to help you are uh, Fenris. And I think that's it. Fenris is the only one. Oh, no. No, Dorian. Dorian. Dorian is also here. Oh, my God. I forgot Dorian was there. Yeah, Dorian, he was kind of wrapped up in that performance. Yeah. As well. and he, like, as they leave, he's like, good for him. Like, he earned that. I just kind of like desperately like, I'm the only one left. Dorian, help Dorian kind of like he's halfway into his second cup of wine. He says, "What help with what? We, I, somebody needs to ask about Clan Viola, and they're all gone except for me." And Dorian's like, "Well, I mean, I would perf- be perfectly willing to help, but me being a magister, uh, oh right, asking a bunch of elves invasive questions about one of their missing clans. I'm just saying it might be read the wrong way. And also, this is very good wine." <laughs> Mostly that. It is. <laughs> he takes another sip of wine. <laughs> Fenris kind of rolls his eyes. He says, I am more than willing to assist if you need help, Cassandra. I look at him and I'm like, oh, I was terrified of asking you. He says, don't worry. You have your moments of being scary as well. And this might be a good time to get some approval with Fenris. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, Dorian seems 
to be make a good point, and also he is enjoying his wine, so I guess gotta go. And he like stands up and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and there he goes. So I guess <laughs> I accept your help. Thank you. He finishes off a swig of his own wine and he says, "All right, let's go. Uh, let's go mingle. Let's see what we can do." You haven't really had much of an opportunity to talk to Fenris, right? In exactly. You know, reasonably, you might be a little spooked by him. <laughs> he is. He's got that lyrium in his skin, which is creepy, mm-hmm. um, but handy as well. So what does it look like when you two are working together on this extremely important mission? I feel like in the beginning, I'm. <laughs> he's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like giving him like at least a foot of space, like just in case he decides, you know what? I just remembered I hate mages and I am going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like giving him a wide berth, like, okay. Here we are together. Don't kill me. Uh, yeah, and he does not seem uh, in any way put off by you. But, uh, but when he notices that you are a little bit nervous, he flicks his eyes over to you and he says, something wrong? Well, as I said, you are a bit terrifying. He says, you're a bit terrifying too, my friend. I don't mean to be. I wish people wouldn't think that about me. More or less the same for me. Ah. Like I like get a little closer after hearing that, like, ah, I see. It's just I'm very big and it's not my fault. <laughs> he says, it's just that I'm covered in lyrium and it's not my fault. Ah, uh, of course. Of course it wasn't your fault. Who who would want that? He <laughs> says, you know, I had actually an interesting conversation with one of the firsts uh, as I was heading around the Arath Fen earlier. He said his keeper might be able to remove the markings on my skin. If I was interested. That definitely gets my interest. And now I'm like right up next to him. I'm like, is that possible? Something that they can do? Ordinarily, I would say no. But he shrugs. He says, I am unfamiliar with Dalish magic. So perhaps there is a way. Perhaps they could come up with it. He seems kind of conflicted about it. Like he's looking down at uh, the marks along his arms contemplatively. And I'm also, like, looking at them like, well, do they hurt? He says, every moment of every day. Is that physical pain or something more? No, it is physical pain. It, uh, it's worse when they flare, when I use them for my abilities. He, he like, pushes his hand forward demonstratively, like, you know, that whole ripping out a heart thing. Yep. And I sort of flinch at that, like, oh boy, that sure is scary. Glad it wasn't my heart. <laughs> He says, over time, I've gotten used to the pain, but it is strange to think that they could be gone completely. He says, honestly, I'm not sure what answer I should give her. After listening and watching him, I sort of nod and I'm like, it's part of you now, something that you have learned to live your life with. I can understand that. He says, indeed, and the thought of being without them seems strange. Not altogether unpleasant, but strange. And I just sort of like, well, now you know it is an option. And did they tell you anything about what it requires? Uh, he shakes his head. He says, no. She just mentioned that uh, her uh, keeper was an accomplished healer. And that if anyone were to know what might be done about it, she might. This is one of those gently encourage moments where right. uh, Yukisanda could have the opportunity uh, to gently encourage him to do one or the other. I'm also conflicted, too, because I'm like, I understand why he'd want to do that. Like, they are sexy as hell, but... 
it's a double-edged sword. Like, it's an interesting character decision. Right. Uh, which is why, like, no matter what you suggest, he's, like, this. Like, he already slightly approves with this conversation. Like, Aww. just talking about it with him is... Cute. It's nice. He's He likes to have someone to talk about with this, but uh, it's more of, like, a a gentle suggestion. It's up to Cassandra specifically. Oh, boy. Obviously, it's very useful, but it also causes him physical pain. Right. And... That's the thing I think that she's going to latch onto, like, the fact that he's like, hey, also, like, I am in, like, pain all the time, every day. And she's like, oh, no, that's not good. Yeah, after after sort of, like, mulling it over for a bit, she's like, have you ever considered what it would be like not to be in pain? He says, honestly, no. Before receiving these brands, all my memories were wiped away by the pain. I have met people from my past, but they are strangers to me. Perhaps the lack of pain might also bring back some of those memories that I have lost. And he doesn't seem to know how to feel about that. As I said, (laughs) this is your opportunity to gently encourage one direction or the other. Right. Ugh. It's the conflict of Kay, who romance Fenris, and Cassandra, (laughs) who doesn't fucking know Fenris at all. (laughs) Well, as you know, with Leander trying to break his tranquility that ritual didn't exactly work so i am a bit wary of unknown magical rituals at the moment he hums and he says hmm indeed it is not unwise to have a healthy dose of caution uh so let's have both of you roll a communication investigation which for fenris is a plus zero it's great yeah Fenris got a 10. That's about on par with what I expected. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Cassandra pulls it out. So, like, a Dalish elf is more inclined to trust another elf, even if the elf is not Dalish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fenris specifically <laughs> is <laughs> hes a little snarly. Yeah, not sure. great with people. Uh, he's not very eloquent or good at communicating nope. in general. Uh, so, like, how it usually goes is, like, you'll find, like, a first who's, like, a big gossip, right? Uh-huh. And Fenris will be like, what do you know about Clan Viola? <laughs> and then Cassandra will gently push into the side. It's like, what my scary lyrium-covered <laughs> friend means to say is, have you heard what happened to right. Clan Viola? And with a 15, uh, Cassandra, you get, uh, you get a couple answers. Like, there are a couple people who knew a keeper of Clan Viola. Uh, they were expecting to hear back from her when she got to Arlethlen. They were waiting on messages from her that never came. Oh. Which is a little worrying uh, because it suggests that something has capital H happened right. to the Keeper. And if something has happened to the Keeper, that is not a good portent for the clan. Mm. But you're the only one who does any fucking investigation about this because <sighs> one player character is off desperately trying to find someone to marry his brother and the other one's having a fucking threesome. So I would apologize, but I don't regret this. <laughs> no, no, you are living the dream. Yeah, so I was like, good job, Fenris. You sure did scare people, but you sure did try. He did his best. <laughs> he Attempts did. were made. But something happened. I'm going to put that with a capital H, too. Uh, you arrived on day two of the Arleth and the Haranals on day three. It is the first big capital T thing 
that happens at the Art of Finn. Like, there are a bunch of little uh, events that happen throughout the long two or three week process. The Haunted Owl is the first big one, and it's an all day event. The first couple hours are dedicated to uh, individual keepers coming forward and talking about what ancient elven artifact they discovered on their travels or uh, retelling some old story that's integral um, to Dalish culture. But eventually it does open up to uh, petitioners, uh, people that would like to pose questions to the, uh, the keepers, the assembled keepers and elders of the clans. And how is Elian? Let's ask him. How is Elian? <laughs> he's good. He's just fine. He's, he's, he's okay. He's good. This is like the first time he's been feeling okay in like a month. Is he like hungover at least? I mean, they neither of them were drunk when they partook. <laughs> <laughs> so the time uh, for petitioning comes up and like word has gotten around that Ren Sabre is here, and they're all sort of deferring to the Lucerne because they know that Ren has arrived with the Lucerne. There are people that want to make petitions, but like they're not that important. They can wait. <laughs> like everyone's kind of expecting you to want to talk first. So who is going to talk on behalf of the Lucerne? Oh boy. I know you don't like public speaking, Sabre, Aww. but like <laughs> You are a Dalish. Probably the best choice. I hate this. So thanks. <laughs> um I think after, like, there's probably just, like, awkward silence. Like, everyone's like, who's going to talk? And I'm finally like, fuck. Um, <laughs> Dorian thumps you. Uh, just to clarify, before I get started and make a fool out of myself, uh, out of character. <laughs> so we have artifacts that we're presenting. Yes. Uh, Lannon has given you the bag full of the artifacts. And you, that, that's a good okay. opener. Can you just remind me of the historical significance, though, so I can introduce them correctly? The idea behind the Haranal is that elven culture should be shared with all the Dalish. Any artifacts or any like uh, ancient objects from the Elvenon, they don't belong to any one Dalish, they belong to all the Dalish. Gotcha. And so Lannon found these and we're returning them to the, just all of the Dalish as a whole. The artifacts were returned to Lannon when Clan Lavellon was killed. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and Lannon is in turn returning them to the Dalish. So I think after nobody, yeah, nobody steps forward, I'm just like, fuck. And I step <laughs> forward. <laughs> Uh, greetings, elders. My name is uh, Sabre, uh, uh, Yariel Sabre of Clan Sabre. Uh, I come with the Lucerne, uh, and we come bearing gifts. We have here artifacts from Clan Avellan that were given to Inquisitor Lavellan, former Inquisitor Lavellan, after. Lennon <laughs> <laughs> pulls his hood further down. No, he's like, if people would not notice that he's here, he'd be happy with that. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> he'd go this whole meeting not being recognized. He'd love that. <laughs> so I think I just sort of like gestured like to like have them brought up or something. To paint a picture, uh, you are all sitting in this very wide circle and there are four bonfires on the outside, uh, but there's nothing on the inside because that would inhibit your ability to see each other, right? Um, so Sabre stands up and he addresses the elders assembled and Dorian comes forward and he very reverently like puts the open bag down in the center and then he steps back. Uh, one of the keepers uh, steps forward. Uh, he is a tall, uh, very, very lithe, almost bony um, gentleman with uh, silvering hair. Uh, and he kind of approaches the bag and he uses the end of his staff. All, ke all keepers are mages. He uses the end of his staff to sort of poke open the bag and look inside. And he addresses you, Sabre, because you're there. And he says, these are... Kingly gifts to present to the Haranal. 
he says. You say these came from Clan Lavellan. Indeed, I climb my head. We will accept these offerings, of course, but not, I think, without some mixed emotion. Were you given these by Inquisitor Lavellan yourself? I think I, like, look, I look at, at Lannan. Lannan looks like he wants to melt into the floor. Like, God, he does not want to be here. He does not want to talk to them. Okay. Well, I'm a good almost boyfriend. Um, <laughs> oh. I, like, turn back and sort of, like, step so that, like, he, I don't know, like, kind of like it's, like, shielding him. And uh, I say, indeed. Is he among your number? <laughs> Shit. I, lying is bad, right? That would be a bad look. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. You can try if you want to. Like, there's a lying. No, I'm not a good liar. I know that about myself. <laughs> Communication deception, if you really want to. I, that's not a thing that I have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think it's like, I think probably what happens is that I like hesitate and it like, it's very obvious that I'm about to try to lie. And then I go, yeah, he's here. And he says, and you do not think that he should have presented these artifacts himself? I would have not taken the liberty to question Inquisitor Lavellan's decisions. Uh, and the keeper addressing you kind of chuckles darkly and he says, I think there are many assembled here who would question his decisions. I just chuckle awkwardly like what? <laughs> like haha what? The keeper, uh, he starts this broad circle around you and he says, most of the keepers and the elders here know exactly why you are turning these artifacts over to us now. We know why Clan Lavellan was destroyed. It was because of the Inquisitor's misguided judgment. The blood of Clan Lavellan is soaked on his hands. This is news to me, right? Ah, uh, yeah. He has not talked about what specifically happened to Clan Lavellan with you. I think I just look at, like, bewildered confusion. Well, that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound like Le Inquisitor Lavellan at all. Uh, surely you must be mistaken, Elder, with all due respect. He says, then why doesn't he come forward to defend himself? He's like, he's looking, like he knows, right? Like he knows what Lannan looks like, because obviously Keeper Viorana has very distinct blonde hair, and like he knows that her son probably also looks a little bit like her. Like the hood can't disguise all of that blonde hair. <sighs> and he's looking right at Lannan. And, oh, God, Lennon, he looks like he wants to puke. Like, fear puke. Like, I think Elian just kind of puts a hand on his elbow, just like, you can do this. He can. He does not want to. Right. I I'm just going to, like, play dumb. I just look again at the Elder, and I'm just like, once again, Elder, I'm afraid that I cannot speak for Inquisitor Lavellan. Then let him speak for himself. You said he's among your number. And then finally, Lennon speaks up, and he says, I am here. And there's a quiet murmur that goes out around the circle assembled. He stands up. Uh, he does not have his staff on him. Very deliberately, he does not want to be armed. Uh, and he slinks forward and he pulls his hood down. And with as much courage as he can muster, he stares at this keeper. And he says, Keeper Thundren, Clan Virtavan. Uh, <laughs> of course. And he says, Lannan of the former clan Lavellan, or shall I address you as the Herald of Andraste? And Lennon says, I would rather you did not keep her. And he says, I put a rather serious charge to you. How do you answer it? Lennon uh, stares down at his own feet and he says, the death of clan Lavellan, I, I was not present when it happened. He says, that is not the charge that I put to you. I did not ask if you swung the sword that felled your keeper. I am asking if you are responsible. 
I have charged that you are responsible for their deaths, that your mismanagement led to their deaths. And Lennon looks, he looks devastated. He says, I didn't, I did what I thought was best. My ambassador was telling me that if I marched an army into the free marches, that people would think I was declaring holy war. So I sent an ambassador instead of an army and I, I lost. And he, he drops his head again. And he says, you sent an ambassador instead of an army. And now your hands run red with Dalish blood. I'm over here getting real defensive. Uh-huh. I think I've just, like, grabbed, like, I've, I've got a death grip on my spear. I know it's, like, bad form, but... You could be armed. Okay. Lennon, Lennon did not want to be armed, uh, because he did not want to, you know... He didn't want this to happen. He didn't want people to get defensive around him. But you can, you can have your weapon out. I round on Thandrin, and I say, Interesting charges coming from the keeper of Clan Virtavan. Can you tell me, perhaps, what's happened to Clan Vaela? Uh, that, uh, that gets a couple more rumors. And he says, if you have some charges to lay at my feet, then I bid you speak. I just find it interesting in light of certain rumors that I've heard recently. There's no other information you'd like to offer? Uh, where are they? Have, perhaps has anyone seen them recently? Still at home, keeping the homestead? Thandrin says, the people of Clan Viella are safe in Arlethlen. The homeland that we built, that we have built with blood and sweat. And then suddenly one of the other keepers from behind him says, Do respect, Keeper Thundren. It was not you who won that land for the Dalish. Indeed. And I grab Ren. <laughs> Ren has been, he's been like eating popcorn this entire time. Like, oh shit. <laughs> uh, he is dragged up uh, and there's another quiet murmur. Uh, something else that we wanted to present to the elders. <laughs> Ren, ever the wordsmith, looks around and it's like hey <laughs> <laughs> i love the relation there perfect so, do you want to say who you are ren maybe i like elbow him in the side oh uh i'm i'm ren oh my god elian just <laughs> kind of steps forward we have ren sabre here he did not perish in his final battle against the archdemon hey what's up <laughs> little asshole. He's not good at public speaking. He was this fucking asshole. I just sort of sigh exasperatedly and I say the hero of Ferelden. Yep, that's 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 me. I, I, I didn't really get that appellation until after I was dead. I didn't really die. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. No one ever spent a whole lot of time calling me the hero. Of, mostly I was just busy. Uh, so I didn't really get a chance to Uh, what am I he leads over. What am I doing up here? What am I supposed to say? I don't know. <laughs> I hadn't thought through this far. Keeper Thandrin um, eyes Ren up and down, and he says, So we are expected to believe not only that Ren Sabre has mysteriously come back from the dead, or that he was never dead at all, and we are also supposed to believe that the Herald of Andraste, he says very deliberately, gesturing at Lennon, <laughs> is here with the best interest of the Dalish in mind, we all know why you're really here, he says. And he points his staff at you, Sabre. He says, you're here to recruit the Dalish to your cause. This Lucerne, he says sort of derisively. You want us to spill more blood on your behalf. Hmm. I think perhaps you've been misinformed. And what are you doing here? We're here to recruit your help against a blight. 
And that gets a lot of attention. Like, you thought the muttering around, you know, Ren being introduced was a lot this, like, whispers light like wildfire around this circle. And a couple of the keepers from behind is like, a blight. You're you're certain it's a blight. And it says, what about the Grey Wardens? Where are the Grey Wardens? Shouldn't they be here? We have ancient treaties with the Wardens. And Ren finally steps up. He says, the Wardens are gone. They have been disbanded. And that is a story that we can tell another time if you insist upon hearing it. But for now, I promise you, Assembled Keepers, the Harans, I promise you, this is a blight. I have felt it, and my friends have seen an archdemon fly out of a cave near Minrathis. I assure you, this is real. This is happening. And we do not have a lot of time to assemble before people are going to start dying. And Keeper Thandrin uh, steps forward to him challengingly, he says... And why should we believe you over our own sense of self-preservation? He says, you recruited the Dalish the last time the blight came up, and how many of them are dead now? How many Dalish bodies were at your feet the last time a blight came here? How many lives were saved? How many more would be dead? And this results in what very quickly devolves into an argument. Keeper Thandrin starts shouting, we cannot trust any one of these elves that the Lucerne put forward. One of them has slaughtered his own clan. One of them is supposed to be dead. It's The other keepers are yelling over each other. We can't argue like this in the face of a blight. We need to be united. And that just gets more arguing started. Oh, no. I'm very quickly out of my depth here. <laughs> can't, hit, can't hit anyone with spear. Don't know what to do. There's a lot of shouting that's going on. And... Yep, it's only getting worse the longer this yelling goes on. And Lennon, like, like you can see, like, he wants to intervene, but, like, he thinks he's really not the person to do it. Like, clearly, the Dalish blame him for the death of his clan, and he kind of blames himself for the death of his clan. So Ren kind of looks at Lennon and then looks at you, Sabre, like... I, like, look at Ren and I'm just like, this is the worst. I hate all of you. <laughs> and I, like, I think I, like, stride into the middle of the room and, oh, uh, where's that fucking horn? Ooh, the, the hollow war horn. Yep. yep. Oh, boy. Can I do that? Absolutely you can. Sweet. I get into the middle of the room and I blow that stupid fucking horn as loud as I possibly can. It definitely gets everyone's attention uh, and it succeeds in silencing the room and all eyes turn to you. Enough. Enough sitting here and arguing like children. We can all sit here and say that we want others to die for us. That we want everyone else to march onto the battlefield and protect us while we stay home and stay safe. But that is not what we are as Dalish, and you know it. We do not shrink from a fight. We have spent our entire lives being persecuted and fighting for our lives. Surely this is nothing but one more. Uh, the keeper, Thandrin, folds his arms over his chest and he says, Your words are very pretty, Yariel of Subray clan. But you will get no support with words alone. Clan Virtavan is the largest of all the clans, and without our support... And suddenly, Keeper Virana steps forward and says, Clan Sulanon stands with the Lucerne. Ooh. And then um, a couple others step forward. More keepers start standing up and shouting their piece like we cannot defeat a blight not united we stand with the lucerne and then more and more clans are stepping forward and finally the cleaver thandron slams the butt of his staff into the floor and the entire like you're, you're outside it is nighttime and the entire ground rumbles ominously at the uh, at the collision of his staff into the dirt and he says enough and he looks at you and he says, I request that the Lucerne join me in my Aravel. 
Hey friends, Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record. Join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Critfail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfc channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.